Hi, I'm Jessie Servio-Ortiz, the Managing Director of the Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council and your host for the Sustainability Strategy Summit. This series is really meant to help you see what's going on across Wisconsin and to help you be a better influencer for sustainable change. We want you to break through your barriers and help improve your impact. We want to invite you to join our community as a member and be a part of the movement that's driving sustainable change across Wisconsin. You can find more information at wisconsinsustainability.com. Enjoy the interview. Hello, welcome to the Sustainability Strategy Summit. I'm your host, Jesse, and today's interview is with Michelle Miller, Chief Sustainability Officer at Epion and co-chair for Wisconsin Women in Sustainability. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Jesse. Thanks so much for having me on today. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you about sort of the growing world of ESG. So Let's dive in. I thought maybe we could start by taking a step back and sort of explaining to listeners who might be less familiar with ESG or hear the buzzwords and um, don't fully understand it all, um, you know, conceptually maybe get it. But can we just explain what we're talking about when we say ESG? Yeah. So so ESG, it's environmental social governance. Um, you know, sustainability or ESG, it's gone by so many names, I feel like, you know, it's got the three P's, the people, planet, profit, the triple bottom line, uh, CSR, corporate social responsibility. And I feel like ESG, for some people, it might just feel like it's another name for sustainability. But I think as I've been seeing it progressing lately, I feel like it's more than that right now. I feel like it's, um, it's a lot more data driven. It's, um, it's more transparency. It's um, really looking at what's material to your business. And what I mean by material is what's really important to your business, not just like picking metrics out of the air and saying, well, we're gonna put these out there. Um, so I feel like it's, it's a little bit different. You know, sustainability might just been like, oh, let's do the right thing as a company. And um, I feel like ESG is really looking at your, your risks and um, you know, what your investors and um, stakeholders wanna see for your business and, and really focusing on that um, as you're driving change forward in your business. So I, for me, that's how, that's how I've kind of seen the difference in what ESG has meant for Appheon and, and myself and what I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's so interesting to see the surgeons right now. And I think it really is to your point, like um, fueled bit by the investor world. Mm-hmm but also workforce, right? Employees, employees who really want to work for companies that are making a difference in the world. So how has this upward trend really affected um, Appian? You know, it's actually been very timely with our journey right now. So we've had stepwise growth and sustainability over time. You know, we've, we've kind of been doing the right thing for a long time. Um, you know, we've had, you know, internal metrics gathering for a long time. Um, but I feel like this all of a sudden, like you said, the surgence of ESG and this outward, um, you know, reporting and, um, you know, you know, sharing your journey and having it be um, things that you want to tell about your company to, to prospective um, employees or to investors or whoever, you know, we're, it was right in line with what we were, what we were planning to do next. So it was very timely for Appian in our journey. Um, you know, it's, you know, the collaboration on the ESG reporting landscapes has been something that, 
you know, because Affion is not a publicly traded, you know, we haven't been following it too much um, just because we're not held to it, but we want to keep in mind what's going on with it um, and try to follow that frameworks and things that are going on as best as we can. So, so it's, we've been trying to follow it as much as we can and, and, and stay in tune with, with those requirements and things that might be coming. So I, I have heard that some of it might be applied to private companies. So um, but it's been exciting for Appian to, to be able to move along with it and not feel like we're trailing behind or falling behind it, that it was kind of, we were able to move along with it. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's unique talking to you as a privately held company because sometimes businesses might think that, oh, that's a, a publicly traded thing or, you know, that's for bigger companies. But really, as the larger companies move forward, I think just on our webinar yesterday, you know, they said 30% of uh, publicly traded companies now have ESU report and goals. Mm -hmm. That number is dramatically up from 10% just a few years ago. And so mm -hmm. that trickles down the supply chain, right? And, oh, yeah. and so it's great to, you know, you have you as a model for a private company that is saying, you know, not maybe, well, figuring out, uh, it out for you, figuring it out for Appian and what it means to you. Um, like you said, figuring out what's material and then, you know, moving forward with that through your, you know, your, with the times, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, our, our customers, our supply chain is a really big driver of, of our journey also. And, you know, our leadership saw the trends out there just in the broader ESG, but we also listen very closely to what our customers are asking us. And, you know, I almost all of our customers have sustainability goals and a lot of them specifically say engage with our supply chain on this goal. So, you know, when we're looking at our ESG report or, our, you know, as we're developing goals this year, we're specifically looking at, well, what are our customers asking of us? Because they're holding us accountable to certain things and we should be setting internal goals that match that. So that's very true that, you know, even if you're not um, you know, publicly traded, sometimes you have to still act like that because your customers are, and they have certain standards, so. Exactly, yeah, great point. So I know Appian just recently released your first sustainability report. So from your perspective, what does it mean to draft, uh, you know, I know you sort of looked at it both through the lens of ESG and sustainability, and so, um, what was that process like for you and what were your major themes in your report? Yeah, so so our decision um, to, to release the ESG report, like I said, started with our leadership at, at the board level. They saw the trends and they saw that, hey, we're ready to take that leap and send our story out into the world. Um, you know, we've been doing things for a long time, um, you know, so we just wanted to gather up our metrics and our story and get them together and put them out so that our stakeholders could see them, um, you know, all in one location. Cause we maybe put out bits here and there, but it was never all in one nice, nice place for, um, for people to, to take a look at. So, you know, um, so like I said, it started with, you know, we want to have this document, um, you know, and then it was, well, we want to have it right now. <laughs> so it was it was a very quick timeline for us. Um, you know, that was in, in March, I believe they asked for it. And within two months, we, we had a sustainability report. Um, 
And uh, luckily we've been preparing for that the moment a long time. You know, like I said, we've been collecting key performance indicators since 2005. Um, you know, we had them all in a central location that I had access to. So it wasn't like I was trying to go out there and say, hey, what's what's the metric on this or what's the data here? It's like I had it all at my fingertips and I could just, you know, uh, slice and dice the data and try to get like, what's the best way our customers or our stakeholders, um, you know, employees, investors, whatever, want to see it. Um, you know, so that was kind of fun trying to like uh, look at stuff like that. Um, and then since I've been with Appian since 2014, I've been doing a lot of benchmarking already because it was my it was like my my goal and my dream to put together an ESG report on a you know on a personal career level. So I was prepared for it, you know, and ready with all the benchmarking and looking at examples out there and how other people had shared their journey. So, so like I said, it was very timely and it was a good good time um, putting it together. It was it was fun. It was a very quick timeline, but it it was really fun to put it together and. Um, you know, it was just, you know, coming up with the explanations and the stories and filling in the gaps in some areas that maybe we didn't have a few data points or things um, ready to go. And, and then the marketing side, you know, putting the pictures to match the story and the flow and the branding and the feel and the look of it. And, um, you know, after we had put it out there and, um, you know, we did like a blast out to, you know, all of our stakeholders on it and put it out on LinkedIn, our, um, our CEO and our board said, you know, we got so many questions asking, what was, what firm did you use to put your, your report together? And it's funny, our, our CEO, um, George always says, um, well, it's M&A. And they're always like, well, well, who's that? And it's like, Michelle and Ashley. And so, and Ashley is our marketing manager. So myself and Ashley, cause it, it really was, you know, in under two months, we put it together. Our ESG subcommittee was there to um, to help, you know, look through it and review it and provide feedback and input on some sections and, and kind of the layout of it. But, um, you know, it, it was really fun for Ashley and I to, to work on that together as a team. And, yeah. um, well, just real quick, let me pause and just give you credit for that. I mean, that's a huge task and a huge undertaking. And I just want to say also to listeners, like, this is such a good example, Michelle, of, um, you know, you not giving up, right? You just knowing that this day was going to come and being prepared for it, right? Like I hear so many sustainability professionals get really frustrated by, um, you know, projects not moving forward fast mm -hmm. enough or not necessarily getting the buy-in. And I think you just have such a great story of an example of how, you know, you worked all the angles. I, because I know you, I know you've like worked in all of the different departments and build your, you know, your internal stakeholder group up and educated other employees and then all of a sudden you know that's also been my experience that it's just like all of a sudden one day somebody the light bulb goes on and somebody yeah. says, yes. and you have to be ready for that moment you so, do yeah so congratulations yes thank you <laughs> um, yeah um yeah so in terms of our our theme you know, yeah. theme question then so um so you know what we kind of broke it down to was the traditional like environmental, social, um, and then the governance was was a key piece. And that was really sometimes what I feel like it was missing with sustainability is maybe it didn't always look at the governance and ethics side. So I feel like the, the G and the ESG was, was really prominent in our report. Um, and then always um, the product side. So that's one that is still missing from the ESG and sometimes from sustainability. Um, you know, I have I have a colleague and dear friend who's in product stewardship, and she always calls it the fourth piece of so the people, planet, profit, product. 
So we made sure that, you know, Affion, one of our one of our biggest, you know, material things within our company is driving innovative and sustainable solutions and technology forward. Um, I mean, that's the that's our company is, is coming up with those solutions. So we really wanted to have that be a piece of our report. Um, you know, so environmental, we called our planet, and it really was the normal energy, water, waste, material sourcing, um, things like that. Um, and then our social was, you know, workforce, health and safety, our community outreach, um, and then our governance fo focused on our ethics and compliance. It looked at our board procedures and our format there and our audit committees and kind of explained a little bit there. Um, and then our product, you know, really focused on, you know, what um, our process is for developing and then for looking at the product stewardship side. So the product safety, you know, how do we review um, products as we're developing them to make sure that we're, um, you know, putting out there things that our, our, you know, our customers might have lists of like materials that they don't want in there or things that they do want in there. Um, so we wanted to, to be able to share kind of that because that is a strong program that we have in, internally is our product stewardship review process. And, um, you know, and, and our themes were all born out of our materiality assessment. So we had done a materiality assessment in 2019 um, and so those themes were directly correlated with that. And so that was another nice thing is we had done that assessment in 2019. So we were ready to go. We weren't trying to figure out, well, what should go in our report? And it's like, well, we, we know it's material. So we know what needs to go in there. Um, so, you know, that was, that was really nice having that ready to go. Um, and so that was kind of why we chose those themes and, and um, kind of how it laid out nicely like that. Uh, so just for a moment, uh, can you just share with us what your process for the materiality assessment was and maybe what were the major stakeholder groups that you sought information from? Yeah, so um, so we only did one survey this, in 2019. We only did one survey that we actually sent out into the world, and that was to our, um, sorry, not to our customers, to our employees. Uh, we weren't ready to send it out to like our customers and our suppliers, so instead, what we did to gather information on those was um, we just looked at things like, well, what's in their sustainability report? What does their materiality assessment um, say? Um, our quarterly meetings with them, what are they asking about and saying in those? And we used that information and kind of had it laid out, you know, spreadsheet data-wise stuff and was able to like rank and um, put metrics to those conversations and that information we had, um, which is you know you don't have to do this full-blown process to like do a materiality assessment and you don't even have to you know do what we did which was send a survey out to your employees if you don't want to you could do interviews and yep. you know so I think it worked out you know well for us and how we did it that year um was just doing something yeah I mean, I mean that's a great example of you know people might get hung up on like the mechanics of how to do something but really yeah. again this is a great example of just um, being resourceful <laughs> and yes. you know, doing what works for your company, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it, to your point, like it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's, um, it can really just be what makes sense at the time for you. And then you can build from there, right? It's, yeah. just it's all about improving. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, um, great. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So is there any particular examples um, of, you know, a really unique project or story you'd like to share in your report that you want to share with us? 
Um, yeah, so um, on our different products, you know, the environmental, that one, you know, gets talked about a lot. So like the energy water waste, so I'm not going to focus on that. But um, so on our um, on our governance side, talking about, um, you know, some of the processes we do on the ethics side is so we have um, annual trainings, which is, you know, just pretty common, but we also do um, you know, annual audits of our officers. So um, it's basically like an assessment survey that ensures that there's no conflicts of interest happening at the high level in our company. Um, and so I, I think that's, um, you know, something that we, you know, take very seriously and it's a very strong point for us. And we, we called that out in our, our ESG report. And um, so that's kind of, uh, you know, something we were proud of and shared in our report, um, you know, on the, on the product innovation side, so something that didn't make it into a report that will next that will next year when we release, um, you know, was our innovation council, which is newly formed. Um, you know, so that'll be put in there next year. But our, like I said, our product stewardship review process um, was put in our ESG report, and we talked about kind of what we do there, the vetting that we do. Um, you know, the we have a really really robust stage gate process. So our, our product development goes through like four stages, um, you know, to, to commercialization. And, and throughout that process, we have a, you know, like a 23 page product um, stewardship form that gets filled out, you know, not all at once sometimes, because sometimes you just don't know all the answers, but we have questions on there like, well, what kind of markets are you going to? What geographies? Um, do you know if you have any materials in there that fall underneath any of these criteria um, and things like that? And then we have um, like risk matrices and, um, you know, like uh, report out formats all developed and things like that. And so we're really, really proud of that process. And um, it's something that's really helped us communicate with the product development team to say, hey, these are some things you need to be considering as you're developing. So it's not like, oh, we're at commercialization. This is the market and geography. Well, whoa, you have this material in there. It can't go there. And then we're just back to square one. Um, so it really is nice that we're integrated and have built that process into it. Um, so that's that's um, a few things that we're probably yeah, then, well, and that's again another great example of how you know sustainability. Like you have the title CSO, and you know you're working to make sustainability everybody's job at Appian. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's not just your responsibility, right? And when you get to weave it into product development, innovation, product stewardship, um, you know, you talked kind of about the governance, and so making sure that that's uh component you know workforce all of that like you know that's the goal <laughs> the goal is of, of all for all of us for all businesses really that sustainability becomes so integrated in the organization that everybody has um you know a stake in it and is responsible for it so those are great examples of that. yeah that's been a that's been a fun change um with my recent uh, promotion is is seeing that um, elevation of importance in the company. And then I just, I feel like uh, some of the communication and relations in all those different departments has just improved with this change. So it's really nice. I mean, they had always, you know, worked with me, but I think seeing, you know, seeing that decision made, well, you know, this is important. We want to have it at this level. Everybody's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm there for you and going to help, help you achieve what we need to for the company. Um, you know, so it's, so it's been really fun, um, you know, and it's been the yeah. people we work with and we're improving our onboarding process too. So, 
you know, the employees that are, you know, here now, you know, I've been working with, with for a while. And so they get it and, you know, they, I've done some, you know, trainings with them and meetings and stuff, but we want to have all new employees that come in now understand what our values are, what sustainability means for us. And then, you know, what's your role? Like what, what part do you play in sustainability in the company so that there's, you know, cause that's a, that's a big thing for, you know, um, you know, employees, they, they want to feel engaged with their company and they want to have it mean something more than just coming to do their job. So it's, it's showing them what that bigger picture is for Appian and how they can, how they can help us get there. So, yeah. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it is really important again to just call out the fact that, you know, you, you did recently get elevated and that it just, it, um, to a CSO. So congratulations on that. <laughs> and that it again, reiterates that not only the importance of it in the company for the company overall, but then, you know, just allows you to have that communication channel across the organization to be um, integrating it in all departments. So mm-hmm. super cool. So what's next? What are the major focuses going forward for Appian? Yeah, so um, so this year or like early right away next year, um, we're going to be releasing our 2030 sustainability goals. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, you know, so we've been, um, again, focusing on what's material to us. So we, we um, just conducted another materiality assessment um, mid this year after our ESG report already came out. Um, you know, and it's what we think we believe we need to work on, but what also, again, what our stakeholders are, you know, really driving forward and, and asking us to engage with them on. Um, so it has, you know, a climate action goal. Um, you know, I don't see a single company out there who releases goals and does not have a climate action goal. Um, you know, it's material. Like it's really- action goal is really that it's kind of encompassing all of that environmental metric. So I love seeing this. Um, evolution of the environmental side of sustainability encompass carbon, right? It's yes. Well, it, well, it's so material to every company. It's mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're missing that mark, it you know, I don't need it. You didn't do your assessment correct, correctly because it, well, it affects everybody. And it's like you don't have to start with carbon. You can if that's oh no, yeah. You're thinking, but like just start by measuring all of the environmental sides and then eventually yes. that rolls up to, to the carbon goal so. yeah because greenhouse gas you know you don't need to have a greenhouse gas goal it can just be energy efficiency i mean water has an impact with carbon you know climate change so i, I, I hear you there um so um but yeah so uh, we'll have you know sustainable product technology development goals um you know we'll be looking at you know our diversity and inclusion um, we'll be looking at, um, you know, our employee engagement and attraction. So that's a that's a big thing. And and um, the area in Wisconsin right now is everybody's fighting for employees. So how do we how do we attract the, the key talent and how do we keep them, you know, engaged in our company? So so we'll have goals around all those things. Um, and so that's kind of that's exciting. We're you know we're stepwise progressing through that. And again, working with all of our internal stakeholders um, to you know get their input and buy and it's not it's not just me sitting there you know writing them all down and figuring them all out it's definitely an engagement process with everybody um, to get by and, and and feel like uh, we have the action plan there for you know for the next uh, nine nine years to to get us there so right great yeah. 
Um, well, okay, last question. Just, uh, you know, we've already commented on how you've been sort of slowly, you know, working your way up the sustainability ladder, so to speak. Do you have any advice for sustainability professionals out there um, around, you know, if they're feeling frustrated or how they can help support and influence change in their organizations? Yes. Um, just keep going and focus on the reason why where your passion lies in it and your why and find a why in somebody else, you know, so you can always say, well, I find it important because of this reason, but if that doesn't resonate with the people in your company, you know, it, it's never going to move forward because they just, they, they won't feel it like you do. Um, so you have to really focus on finding the other whys within your business and, and have that be the drive change, but don't give up. Um, it's, it is very hard um, sometimes to, to, to kind of feel like you're making momentum, but it'll get there. Something will click and, and somebody, um, you know, a mentor that you've worked with or somebody higher up or somebody you did work with will get moved up and they'll drive the, help you drive the change also, you know, things like that will happen. And, and so you have to be ready, like you said, to, mm-hmm. to, to have the data and have, you know, have the benchmarking and have all those things ready to, to help move it forward. So, yeah, again, you're such a great example of how just all of a sudden it can skyrocket forward. Yes. So. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for uh, agreeing to chat with me today. It was super fun. Um, I always learn something when we chat. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was a great discussion today. And I, I hope others um, can have some some great takeaways from it. So and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of uh, the interviews you've had, too. So yeah, it's been fun. Um, and I will just say that I will include your sustainability report in the email that goes out so folks oh. can see it for themselves. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you that you are powerful and you have the ability to make the change that you want to see in the world. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself, find a great mentor, whatever you need to be the change agent you are meant to be. I also want to invite you to be a member of our community. If you are not already a Wisconsin Sustainable Business Council member, I invite you to join our community to learn, to measure and improve, and to connect with your community, with the other changemakers across Wisconsin pioneering change. You can find us at wisconsinsustainability.com. Thanks again for listening. If there's anything we can support you with, please reach out.